listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy, Australia's number one weekly podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies, here to bring an independent voice to truckies right round Australia. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. And Queensland Rail, committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. Go to www.qr.com.au. G'day again, it's episode 97 and this week Mike's been taking it to the streets at the 2022 National Road Freighters Association Conference in Toowoomba. With his trusty roving Mike in hand, he's caught up with a veritable plethora of the who's who of trucking in Australia. We've got the latest from the On The Road newsroom, new music from Aussie country rocker Tim Hicks, and a whole lot more. Yep, it's time to take it to the streets, so... Let's get this show on the road! Yes, get on with it! G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage, our email address bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. As we mentioned in the intro, last weekend Mike braved the chilly winter conditions in Toowoomba and headed out to the National Road Freighters Association Conference, along with a keen and determined bunch of attendees from all points of the transport industry, regulatory bodies and government representatives. In addition to fulfilling the role of Master of Ceremonies and Auctioneer, he also found the time to wave his on-the-road roving microphone in the faces of pretty much anyone who couldn't get away fast enough. Here are some of the incisive and interesting chats that he had. Right on the road, we're out here at the BP Charlton Roadhouse. We're having the truckish breakfast following the National Road Freighters Association conference yesterday. I've got Adam from Icepack Hall Tech. Yeah, that's it, yep. And they're sponsoring the breakfast here for the truckies this morning. And I've just had a, a truckies big breakfast. I'll tell you what, what an awesome breakfast it was too. Thanks for breakfast, mate. No, no worries at all, mate. That was all, yeah, my pleasure. So why are you guys out here? What brings you out to Toowoomba on a beautiful day like today? You just come out to look at trucks and ice packs? Yeah, just coming out to, you know, represent the company and, yeah. you know, check out, meet some new blokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, have some food and just get my name out there, really. Get your name out there. Well, I think ice pack's pretty well known. Yeah, no, it? definitely. <laughs> I mean, I think just about every other truck in Australia's got one hanging off it. <laughs> what are the latest developments with the ice pack, mate? You guys do heating in that now, don't you? Yeah, well? no, so we've added the heater in only with the ice pack ES. That's yep. the newest model we brought out only a few years back. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, have the heater, so yeah, it's good. I'll tell you what, I'd love a bloody heater. I've got an ice pack 2000 on my 909. Yep, yep. 
and I would love something on the east because I'll tell you what, sometimes it does get cold in this country. Especially here, yeah. it's freezing. <laughs> Can you sort of upgrade or do you have to change things over? What so you, with the you 2000 you can't convert to the heater unfortunately. Yeah. I'm not too sure if we're working on it at this stage but only with the 2000 ES we can do the conversion, But which it is still possible to do yeah. but um, you'd have to move over to the new model, that's all. Yeah. Oh right, eh? Yeah. No worries. Well. Thanks very much for breakfast. No, no worries at all. Great to catch up with you guys. And we'll go around and have a look at a few ice packs hanging off trucks, I think. Yeah, sounds good. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks, Adam. Adam Craig, young fella who I've talked to on the podcast before. We've encountered each other up here at the NRFA conference yesterday. He did embarrass me. He did come over and grab me and say that I reckon that's a good solid size C. <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about, but anyway, the conference yesterday, mate, what a day. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable it was, yeah. Really yeah. good. There was a lot of very, very diverse opinions in the room. Yeah, it, it was, mate. It was really good to see everyone sort of, for the first time, everyone's really like-minded and we're all trying to achieve the same goal. Yeah. So it was good to see everybody from different sectors, from the ATA, the NRFA, the NTC, and the union that not normally get along, actually come together and sit down and talk and actually nut out what we can do to solve this industry. Tell you what, it does, it makes me think that there's sort of the realisation that there is actually a couple of things that needed sorting out and people are starting to come around to agree that we all need to have a look at some of the problems together and solve the things we can and uh, work our own way on the things that we can't. That's exactly right. You know, you do have to divide. There's big issues yeah. that we do need to tackle. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like going uphill. You know, you, you can't go uphill in top cog. <laughs> you have to start in a lower gear. It's like tackling the smaller issues first. Yeah. Gain some momentum and actually start creating a difference. And by having everyone in that room yesterday, I think we've come out of first gear, mate. We've come out of bog cog, and I think we might gain some momentum now. I, I think we're right. We've had the chance to meet the new minister too, and, and the assistant minister rather. And the one uh, that you couldn't pick out of a lineup. The one mate. that I, the one that I couldn't pick out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one. No, she's turned out. She's a nice lady. It took a hell of a lot of intestinal fortitude for her to stand up there yesterday and look us in the eye and say, you know, here I am, I'm going to do my best. And she didn't say once, I've been here, done that, anything mm. like that. She came in with an open mind. And actually, you know, I think everybody in the room was really impressed with how she approached the whole situation. Like, you know, new government straight up. This is her first conference that she's been to about road transport. Mm. You know, and she took the time out. And, mate, she was a pleasure to be there and very, very humble lady. Yeah, well, so much so I got to give her a kiss on the cheek at the end of the night. She did, mate. We were all surprised she even let you. <laughs> <laughs> so we can pick her out of a lineup now anyway, and I'm going to talk to her on the show down the track, so that'll be interesting too. Yeah, no, it'll be good, mate. It'll be good to, you know, keep working with her in the future yep. and, you know, and see what we can actually actually do with this new government, mate. You know, with Glenn Stell there as well, backing her and supporting her, mate. Like, sky's the limits, I reckon. Yeah, the, the planets have aligned. I think they're starting to, Mike. Yeah, no. I think they're starting to. Thanks for talking to me, Adam. No, no, it was a pleasure, mate. Well, catch drum. up. Good on you, mate. Yeah, see you, bud. Lynn Castanelli, Secretary of the National Road Freighters Association, mate. Conference yesterday, the first conference post the COVID thing that we've all endured. A lot of very, very interesting people in the room. How do you think it all went, mate? I think it was a great success, Mike. Yeah. You know, we had the ATA, we had the union, yeah. we had government, and we had the regulator yeah. all on a panel, and I don't think that's ever been done before. I don't think it's been done before either. No, and we had our NRFA there as well, and 
you know, all our members were able to put over their views and yep. get some really hard questions answered. Yep. And we're going to come away with a plan of how we can make the system that we're stuck with at the moment better for everybody. Yeah, well, this thing was criticised by some people on social media as just being a sponsored talk fest. And you and I both know that that's not the case. It's not a sponsored talk fest. I mean, Halltech have been gracious enough to get us together this morning and have a post-conference breakfast out of the goodness of their heart. But let's put it this way. None of us were paid to be there, were we? No, no, we're all volunteers. Every one of us has given up time with their families and time from work. All of us have a financial hit for being here, but the um, issues are just so important. And if we don't all get together and do something about it, nothing will ever get done. And that's historically what happens, mate. Yeah, well, the, the important part, I think, really, is that the NRFA now has a seat at the table. And Sal Petrosito from the NHVR said that times have changed. You know, we've obviously got to toe the line, but he's also said that he wants the way the NHVR functions to change as well. The roadside attitude chest is something that he doesn't support and he wants to stop, and he's made some significant changes in the way things are happening. He's sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's got some hard issues to deal with law-wise and culture-wise, and I think he genuinely wants to make a change. I think he's using every tool he's got in his toolbox yeah. to make life better for us. He's as restricted as we are because yeah. he can't change the law. Yeah, well, he's only got yeah. to make it work the best he can for the industry. I was surprised when I learned about the level restrictions and things they couldn't couldn't do when he was mm. talking yesterday. It's really, really quite incredible. And I'm hoping that the recordings that you took yesterday came out and we're going to see those in the public forum. It would be great for everybody to know, you know what exactly was discussed. Exactly what was said, yeah. yeah exactly um, what was said word for word. And yeah. we've got an opportunity to come away from this and know who to contact, you know, who to talk to. We, you know, we really need to be hammering government. We have a commitment from government that NRFA and drivers will be representing drivers and owner drivers will be at the table of every decision made under this government. Yeah. So that's such a huge commitment because in the past we've been left out. Yeah, we have, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn, it's been great to catch up with you, mate. I'm going to go and round up a few other people. I'll see if I can find Rod Hannafy and a few of the other fellas. You take care, all right? Thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Mike. Come across the lovely Colette. Now, Colette was the one that collects all the money off. How did that auction go last night, mate? We actually did really, really well. <laughs> really, really well. Really pleased with the results. Did you want a monetary amount? No, I don't no. want a monetary amount. I don't want to know because it went to cover the barbule. So. <laughs> I think we covered it and then some. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go back and have a few more beers then? Probably. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was the most fun. That, that's the most fun Yogi Kendall and I have had less than one inch off the ground for a long time. Yes, you did very well. The, either you either end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, it just could have gone on all night. Thank God it didn't. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it this morning. You're feeling it this morning. <laughs> hey, uh, if someone wants to join the NRFA, what do they need to do, mate? They just need to head to our website, yep. www.nrfa.com.au. You can see everything there. There's a membership tab. You just click on that. You can choose monthly subscription, which is $11 a month. Easy, quick and easy and done. Hmm. I will get a notification. I'll send it through to our membership officer, Mark Brown, who will send you out a membership card and contact you and welcome you to the association. And what are the benefits of being a member of the NRFA? Look, you know, you you have a voice. When you join as a member, you have a voice. And the more people that we have behind us, the bigger voice we've got. We've had Health in Gear on the podcast before talking about what they do for truckies and what the plan is. 
I've got the lovely Lisa, one of the nurses that works with Health in Gear. We're out at the BP at Charlton. They're doing free health checks out here today, which is the Sunday after the National Road Freighters Association Conference. So don't come to the BP Charlton now because they'll be gone like a week ago. You'll miss out. Lisa, welcome to On The Road Podcast, mate. You're a nurse. I am a nurse. So you, You're a little pocket rocket too. Look at the size of you. <laughs> Short and bossy. Short and bossy, just like my ex-wife. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> So Health in Gear, mate, what, how long have you been working with them? So I've been working on the Health in Gear program since it was first designed, about three years ago. Right. I think we got the first lot of funding and we started talking to drivers about what they wanted in a health screen on the side of the road. Right, and so what happened? You're on the side of the road where Health in Gear are, driver comes over and says, I'm having a health check, what happens? So what we do is we sit you down, we have a chat with a support worker to start with. We ask you questions about all the basic things that can affect your holistic health, being your sleep patterns, your diet, your exercise, all that sort of stuff. Making sure that you're feeling fresh and rested after you have a night's sleep. We'll talk to you about health issues that can come up from that. And then the nurse comes along and does your blood pressure, cholesterol, and we put a little action plan together if you've got things that you would like to work on. Righto, so it's basically it's like going in for a quick roadworthy and you're going to check the air pressure in the tyres and say, yeah, you're good to go, or, mate, there's some stuff here that you might be able to work on. Absolutely. Now you look at blokes like me who take a shirt size small marquee <laughs> and been sitting behind the wheel for quite some time. I've obviously suffered all the consequences of that. Yep. Particularly long distance drivers, we don't get much of a chance to exercise, we get plenty of time to sit in that cab and think. And that's about all we get time to do, really, think and work and sleep. So surely uh, Health and Gear recognise that that's an issue as well. Bit hard to mitigate some of that stuff, isn't it? Absolutely it is. The thing that I love about our program is we're not here to say to you, well, that's not how it goes. Don't be doing that. What we're here to do is saying, how can we help you make just a little change yeah you know jump out of your truck and pace while you're having a coffee or something <laughs> like that yeah. just anything that's simple and will fit into what you're doing yeah so one of the biggest problems that we have with the older drivers obviously a lot of us have by now have developed chronic conditions like sleep apnea and cardiac issues coronary artery disease i myself have got a couple of stents because i thought it would be fun to see if the emergency department worked at the local hospital yeah yeah and uh, they did. It was oh, good. good. Yeah, no, it was awesome. So if you've got symptoms like chest pains and stuff, you need to go and do it now, not wait till you can get hold of someone from Health and Gear. Go and see your doctor now and get those sort of things sorted out. But a lot of guys are scared of asking the question. I know I certainly was because you know that if you go and tell the boss you've got chest pain or you can't sleep properly or you're feeling tired all the time, it gets bigger than Ben-Hur. Absolutely. Absolutely it does. So... What have you got to say about that? I mean, obviously, from your point of view, it's better off if we can work on some of these problems before they become real problems. Yep. When you do your health checks, can you then provide referrals or can you give guys indications of where services might be, where they live, that are close enough for them to access? Is that sort of something you do? Absolutely, we can. So there's a website that we use called Health Engine. Yeah. And what we do with that is we pop your postcode in or a postcode to where you're going. Yeah. And it will bring up all the GPs in that area. Right. So we can do all that. We've got referral pathways. You know, if you've spoken to your doctor and they 
they say, oh, yep, you know, need sleep apnea testing. Well, you can't just you get can't off just the road it, yeah, and do it because, yeah, yeah. you know, that's loss of income and then that's a whole other stress. Yeah. You know, we might be able to find something where you're heading to or something like that that we might be able to help you with yeah. along the way. The nurses are not scared to do a bit, of, little bit of homework yeah. in the background while you're in your truck doing your thing and then we'll give you a quick call and go, hey, we found something. We know you're heading here give it a crack and see how you go and you know we're happy to help we're here to keep you on the road because obviously that's what you do (laughs) keeps a a roof over your head it's a sensible way to look at it it's a pragmatic way to look at it and i mean obviously with all the talk these days about modifying the health check system and everything no one is saying if you're not healthy you shouldn't be driving no one is saying if you're not physically up to it you should be driving but having said that there are a lot of guys out there i know from my own personal experience there are a lot of guys out there who like to mask what's going on and be the big tough guy and ladies as well absolutely you know so it is something for everyone we've all got our unique issues and it's great to know that there's something like healthing gear around to uh, help out where are you going to be mate where can they catch up with you in the next few weeks okay so next week we're actually in queensland at dc and redlands then we have a Maroolan hub coming up. I think we've got another Gundagai hub coming up. We're heading to Western Australia. We've got some stuff going on with the Western Queensland PHN. <laughs> so we're going to all the remote Western Queensland places. Yeah. We haven't finalised the dates. But follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you'll know exactly where we're going to be and when we're going to be there. And they'll catch up with the lovely Lisa. Oh, or one of the other lovely nurses. <laughs> Someone will be there to give you a bit of curry. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much for talking to us. No worries. Thank you. Health and year. Great work. I've managed to grab hold of John Gilbert, the manager of stakeholder engagement at the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator. Mate, there are a lot of people in the room there yesterday. How do you think it all went? Mate, I think it went really, really well. I've seen the National Road Freighters grow from a meeting in Dubbo that only had about, I know, 15 people at it to what we've seen here yesterday and this morning. This morning's breakfast is fantastic and the dinner and the conference yesterday, you know, had a, had a great attendance. And it's really good to see that we have the industry coming together from owner drivers coming together, talking to officials from government and, and putting their uh, points across to them is, is really great stuff. Yeah, mate, it's great to finally have everyone on the same page and starting to realise that there are issues that we can address if we work together and one of the things that impressed me yesterday was the diversity of opinion and the fact that we've all decided to sort of try and walk the uh, same way on the things that we can and very enlightening to hear yourself speak and and sell as well and the new minister the new assistant minister put in a pretty good showing as well i thought yes michael look it's it's really good that industry come together as one and one voice all talking about the same things and i think it's really important that industry pick out two or three or four items that they want to headline i suppose and it's also really good for members to go and talk to their local member in their in their areas and talk about the issues facing the industry because the more that people learn about this the more that people will try and do something about it that's great so mate you and i had a bit of a discussion last night talk about getting together to talk about a few things on the show uh, things like what happens going through Maroon and things like that and you'll put me in touch with some people to make all that happen down the track? Yeah, absolutely. We'd be more than happy to talk about how we deal with our customers and people will see the difference that we're operating and how we now operate around in uh, South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria yep. and, and where we're moving forward to. So more than happy to connect you with those people, absolutely. Your new sheriff in town, mate. Oh, so they say. <laughs>
He seems as though he's a little bit fairer to me. <laughs> well, I don't know about fairer. I think it's about understanding the industry, getting out, talking to the industry, understanding where all the pressure points are with yeah. the industry, and, yeah. and just realising that you know people are out there doing a job. Yeah, you guys as well. Us as well. Thanks for your yeah. time, John. It's been great to talk to you, and we'll talk down the track. Good on you, mate. Thanks, no worries. Trevor Warner. Now, Trevor and I talk to each other on the phone from time to time. We'll ring each other and talk about the strange crap we've seen in the road. I'll tell you what, I saw some strange stuff yesterday, mate. A lot of people sit in the same room that I've never seen sit together in the same room ever. It hasn't happened before in that forum. It, it was an awesome turn-up. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Mate, as the Vice President of the National Road Freighters Association, you've got to be pretty excited about some of the things you heard yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the industry hasn't seen this sort of cooperation in, in a long time. Yeah. And to have the representatives from the government, the senators, the TWU, the NRFA, NHVR, ATA in the one room. Just about everyone. Just about everyone talking on the same point that we all agree on, which yeah. is absolutely awesome. Yeah, mate. I think that there's a fairly strong commitment for us to move forward. And I was delighted to see that everyone's acknowledging the voice that the NRFA has got is growing. I don't know about you, mate. As I said to someone else there earlier on, I'm a little bit sick of the people that sit on the sidelines and whinge and moan and don't do anything. If you want to have a voice, you need to join an organisation, whether it's the NRFA or someone else, and have your say, don't you? Oh, that's, that's right, that's right. And that's where we've got the, the politicians and the people of some power yeah. all in the same room now. Yeah. Because we've got out there and they, they can see that we're committed to change and we're committed to having a better transport industry. Yeah. Well, we all share in the same vision now. And now that the governments are starting to align, we might actually get some positive change for the little guy instead of the, the powerhouse taking control all the time. Well, we've got that memorandum of understanding with the TWU now. Richard Olsen spoke about that last night quite convincingly, and I'm pretty happy to hear about that. And the agreement as well with the ARTIO, that's the Australian Road Industry Transport Organisation. We've got these things that are happening now. We are moving ahead, aren't we? And having a seat at the table, particularly with the new government, is going to make a real difference, isn't it? It will, it will. Everyone's starting to recognise that all, all the, the profits of the industry is all flowing to the top end of town. Yeah. And the masses are now starting to hurt. Yeah. And when the pain gets high enough, things happen. Yeah. And, and now people believe in our message that we've been pushing through. Yeah. And the, with Senator Stirl yesterday and, and his comments of support yeah. and the clout that he's got in the, in the parliament now, we can actually see some real change to help more people at the bottom end of road transport. Yeah, well, the new uh, Assistant Minister, Carol Brown, turned up yesterday. It's already been mentioned to me that I called her the bird from Tasmania we couldn't pick out of a lineup, and she knew that, and I thought she did all right, mate. She was pretty good, and I could pick her out of a lineup now. What about you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And like over at the bar, we have a social chat about yeah. it, and Glenn was there, and, and Carol said that she come here knowing that she was an outsider, yep. knowing that we wanted Glenn in the seat, yep. but she saw what we were doing. We accepted her. Yep. She gave us her commitment yep. that she will support us and she'll support Glenn Stirl. Yeah. And uh, whether he's got a seat at the table or whether he's got a ministry or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're all friends. Yep. So we can take Senator Stirl, get the work done, take it to our friends who can make it happen. Yeah. The thing about this is I was worried that we'd all had these very strong relationships and there were a few of us that weren't afraid to say that we were disappointed and I certainly fell into that trap. But yesterday, Carol, with the words that she said and the way she listened to what was being said and the commitments that she made, she certainly gained my respect yesterday and I'm more than happy to work with her down the track and I'm sure the NRFA are as well. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, she, she happily gave us her, her personal mobile. Yeah. So we, we've now got two senators on speed dial. Yeah. We've got the uh, chiefs of staff on speed dial. Yeah. So next time there's a busted toilet or a pothole, mate. <laughs> we'll ring Stirl. <laughs> ring Stirl. Or, or ring, ring the minister. If we want something fixed that's real. Yeah. That's <laughs> Not right. the busted toilets aren't real. Look, it's great to catch up. We're great to catch up with everyone here. Thanks for having me, mate. I really did enjoy the day yesterday myself. <laughs> I was doing a thousand miles inside yesterday morning, you know, when we started. Oh, I could imagine, mate. You've done an awesome job. You, you really lightened up the room and brought a, a bit of comedy to it. We, we all appreciated what you've done, and we're, we're glad to have you back at, next year down at Wagga Wagga. So I worked all right without a net? Oh, absolutely, mate. You didn't even need a net. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Great work, mate. You've, right. done, you've done well. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us, and uh, we'll, we'll I'll see you at Wagga if I don't see you beforehand. Sure will. Cheers, mate. See you on the road, huh? We'll just throw to a quick break and we'll hear from one of our fantastic sponsors and we'll come back. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. They are going around. Yeah, who do you think is driving through the middle of our interview? At a service station. Yeah, who the hell do they think they are? Yeah. Simon McQuillan, Atlas Balance at the NRFA conference, mate. How are you? We haven't talked since, oh, we haven't really talked since you are on the show last, have well, we? Well, and it's the first time we've actually met face-to-face. -face. I get that a so, lot. So compliments to you, may I say, sir. <laughs> Don't I look fantastic, dude? <laughs> no, seriously, great to have you here and, and great to see your support for the event. We gave away some of your hats last night because you annoyed me. Your girlfriend said I look like Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> and look at what she got out of it. Look at what you got out of it. A bit of respect and a nice bottle of wine as that, well. That's exactly right. Well, everyone respect, thought, respect from everyone else. Everyone, everyone thought it was a great joke, didn't they? <laughs> Thanks very much. This is all because, just so that listeners know, this is all because there was a post on Facebook put up by my great mate and editor, James Graham, using my photo to talk about the NRFA. And someone said, gee, is that Turbo? And that's where all that came from. And it's been a running gag for I the was whole like, Yeah, I was actually even wondering last night where the hell it came from. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah. It's amazing how social media can get you, isn't it? You learn something every day. It, it, I learn something every day too, mate. I didn't know until oh, last night yes. that you were on that marriage first sight show. Yeah, back in my previous life, yeah. Back in your previous life, you are a wild man. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, wild or stupid, I don't know. How did that go, mate? What the hell happens there? What, how did you well, get onto that? That was when, look, it was literally probably... Oh, only six, maybe four or six months after I started my business. Yeah, right. So when I was down there filming, yeah, oh, it was 
so hard because I was talking to engineers, customers, yeah. trying to do bookkeeping at the same time whilst filming the show yeah. and trying to get orders out. And yeah. yeah, it was so stressful because I was, you know, starting off the business. I only just started off, like someone said last night, you know, how did it go? And I said, well, I was buying and selling cattle yeah. and then I stopped trading that. And I came up with the balance rings just for a bit of pocket money on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, 7,000 trucks later... Here we are. Here we are. You've changed your hairstyle too, dude. I think you look better now than you did back then. You look like a bit of a lair. Yeah, it was a bit of a wild card. <laughs> now, tell me, who was this Sheila that you were matched up with? Well, this Sheila, also a lovely, lovely lady. Yeah. So, uh, Alini. I guess you could say a bit of a wild card there in the sense that... Bit of a wild card, mate. Right? Well, in the sense that on the show... Yeah. They put us together because they thought that we weren't actually going to stay together or match. Oh, right, eh? Mm. And so we actually were the only couple that stayed together for the show yeah. and then were still together for you know months to come after the program had finished as well. Right, so you're still Keep friends. Keep in mind, we, we are talking about this with my partner right beside me here. I right know, now, that's why I'm doing it, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, I'm enjoying so, watching so you. So don't take offence over there, honey. I'm enjoying watching you squirm. <laughs> the beautiful Ellie standing beside us. Let's get away from maths because I don't want your buddy McDonald's. No, and, and from what I've been told, it's yesterday's news is coming to an end this year anyway. So good riddance. Yeah. Good riddance. Reality TV. Sort some of those other yobbos that I know that are here um, <laughs> from reality TV shows. Reality TV shows, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go and catch up with that yobbo in a minute. He owes me a beer, but I'm not going to get but it He's either. also, I've got to say, a welcomed customer to yeah. the Atlas Balance Company. Yeah, and look, I've got a set of balance rings on the front of my 90, and there are a lot of guys, I think a lot of guys in our fleet have got them as well. So, And also, I was amazed, even last night, when you were doing the auction yeah. and people were making speeches, I thought, wow, one, two, three, four, five... Yeah, X amount of people, they're all sitting here yeah. and they're all, they've all fitted out their yeah, yeah, rigs, yeah. all parts of their fleet and stuff like that with yeah. them as well. So I yeah. thought that was pretty quirky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a free plug for you because you came down and you gave us a set of balance rings to auction off and I helped do that. How do you reckon that auction went, mate? It's a three-ring three circus, wasn't it? Yeah, but it, and like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what, I, that's what we were talking about. Ellie and I were talking about last night, how you three uh, scallywags work off one another yeah. and it made it a fun evening as yeah. well. How good was it when I got a kiss from the senator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, compliments to her, I have to say. I'll tell you well, what. No, well, him, actually. No, her. Her? It was, it was her. It was her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because who else was that other fellow that came up and was uh, parting out kisses? <laughs> that was Sal, the CEO of the National Heavy Vehicle That's Regulator. Right. We were having a bit of a joke. Because right, I thought, wow, this fella actually has got an interesting side to him. He actually can drop his cards. <laughs> Jesus, dear oh dear. Simon, it's been great to have you here, mate. Atlas Balance. The Atlas Balance Company. The Atlas Balance Company. Yeah. See, see, now I'm even getting corrected by the guests. The Atlas Balance Company is a great addition to the industry, mate. I think you do a great thing. You've got a great product. Thanks, mate. And I wouldn't say that if I hadn't used it and hadn't seen the improvement that I get out of the wear of my steer tires on my 909. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't say it, mate. Well, now, this is where I've got to come back to you and say, you're raving on about your steer tires. Yeah. Now I've got to question why you haven't done your drive tires. Oh, because I haven't been able to talk the boss into it yet. Yeah. So when you're talking to him next time, and yeah. this is what I say to everyone, I don't go jamming it down their neck, Yeah. but... Why treat it any differently from your car? Yep. You don't go and say, can I have a new set of tyres and just balance the front end of my car, do you? No, well, so I... the Land Cruiser Ute or whatever, so why should that prime mover be paying off your house or your cars be treated any differently? So that's just food for thought. Food for thought. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Simon. No, thank you, sir. And thanks very much for coming up and inviting us. Good on you, buddy. Thank you.
With Craig Forsyth, the New South Wales Director of the National Road Freighters Association, made hell of a conference yesterday. I can only congratulate you guys on the way it was set up and the guests and the way it all went. How did you think it went? I think it went fantastic, Mike. I think it's probably the first time we've seen all the associations and unions come together yeah. for a common cause. Yeah. And we had a great response from the, the incoming government and we look forward to them actually making some changes in the industry. Mate, as I said earlier, I think the planets have aligned. We've got a lot of people on the same page now in the conference yesterday. It wasn't the talk fest that they carried on about on Facebook. What have you got to say to the people that are out there still looking at what's going on? Isn't it time for them to put up or shut up? I think very much so. As I've stated before, if, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you want an industry to change, be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Become professional, do the right thing, yeah. and then we'll all benefit. So it doesn't matter if you join the NRFA or some other organisation. I don't care who you join. Yeah, just join anyone. Just join somebody. And, and, have and, a we're, all, and we're all there making a difference. And, mm. you know, that's what we need. We need a strong voice and unity to take this message forward. Yeah. Tell you what, one thing that surprised me yesterday, talking to the NHVR, the constraints that are on them on the things that they can and can't do, I was quite surprised about some of that. It's actually unbelievable. You would think that as people that are so strongly involved in yeah. enforcement that they actually cannot have any input <laughs> into the rules that they have to enforce. Yeah. And and I think we all need to, to give them a bit of a break yeah. on the road because yeah. they are actually our friend. Yeah. And, and the moment we, we stay in this situation of treating us as us and them, yeah. we're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, they're here to help us and we have to understand their position. If you want to have a crack at somebody, have a crack at the NTC. Yeah. They're the ones that are towing the line here and not making the changes. Yeah, that's right. So, talking to Sal and talking to John Gilbert yesterday, I said, I was talking to John there before, there's a new sheriff in town and it seems as though there's a change of attitude in town as well. Very much so. I, I believe the NHVR are really trying to help us yeah. do our job. Yeah. And the education side from where they're coming at now, yeah. instead of this strong punitive enforcement, yeah. is a shining light. Yeah. Uh, but we all have to understand that we need to do the right thing as well. Yeah. If you're going to do the wrong thing, someone's going to catch you one day. That's right. It's yeah. that simple. That's right. And to me, it was a, a very enlightening thing to listen to what the ATA had to say about a few things. To see us sitting at the same table with the ATA, I mean, you guys did it there earlier on at their conference, but sitting there together with the ATA to see that we do have a lot of the same issues in common, even though we represent vastly divergent groups of people. Well, we have become aligned. We have. And, and it's great to see. Yeah. Um, the infighting that's probably gone on with some of these associations yeah. is dwindling. Yeah. So it's great to see them at the same table with yeah. us. Yeah. Having a seat at the table and having a voice is what it's all about, isn't it? It is. And a voice from people that actually steer a truck, yeah. sleep in a truck. Yeah. It's it's very worthwhile. Well, that's why I join you guys, mate, because every single one of you do the same thing that I do. And when we talk about it, you know the pain. I do. So, good yes. on you. Thanks for having us, mate. No worries. Well, I, really enjoyed being, I really enjoyed being there yesterday. It was uh, great. Threw some entertainment into the whole thing, I think, <laughs> and uh, it was a great experience. Thanks, mm, mate. Good lovely you. stories. Good on you. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Standing out in the truck parking area at the BP at Charlton with the old mate Rod Hanafy. We had the conference yesterday, as you all know, because we've been listening to Sand Grabs for the whole show. 
we all know about how many people were there and what we talked about and how blown away we were by the unity and singleness of purpose that there was in the room from a diversity of people I've never seen in the transport industry in the same room smiling at each other before. I think it's all down to you, Rod. How do you think it went yesterday? Oh, look, I'm happy with it. You always like things to go better. Would have been nice to drag some outsiders in. Like today, we would have been nice to have some outsiders in, but I think everybody's yeah. already left to go to work yesterday yeah, to right. go to Mount Isa, so yeah. you've got to time those things. But overall, I'm happy with the outcome. I'd like to think that we have not solved anything, but perhaps started on a path yeah. towards that. Yeah. Uh, we all know how hard it is. We, we've had so many complaints that we've been trying to fix these things for 20 years. Yeah. So. I got a comment from my daughter. She's sort of involved in the industry, but she yeah. never had any close dealings with NHVR. She was very appreciative of Sal's view that, yeah. that they are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And then from those of us on the road to look at what NHVR has done and say, well, it should have all been fixed the day they started is yeah. a lovely theory, yeah. but it's not going to happen. And he tried to explain his position. And, and I think each of the people that attended brought something to it. And if we can get that message to those on the road... Yeah then I hope they will understand better and be more aware of the fact that it's not easy to do yeah. and it takes a lot of time, but we can't do it on our own. That's right. And I was deeply gratified to learn some of the difficulties the NHVR have got with trying to work with people like the NTC and industry. And they seem as though they're the meat in a pretty awful sandwich, aren't they? And everybody <laughs> says, why can't you fix this? Yeah. But they're dealing with all the states. And we know that yeah. was what it was like before when we Absolutely. dealt with all the states. Absolutely. Now, they're the ones that yeah. are trying to marry them together. Yeah. And those states don't want to give up their power. They want control. They want yeah. authority. And then we want them to fix the problem with the police. Now, yeah. they're working towards that. We yeah. want them to fix the problem with the councils for access. They're working towards that. Yeah. There's only so many of them. Yeah. And it is an enormous task. You would be a fool not to recognise how big the task is yeah. to coordinate all of that and bring it together. But yes, we want it all done in a hurry we and do. we want it fixed. We do. Well, mate, you and I aren't getting any younger and we've been looking at the same problems over and over and over and over and I've seen you beat your head on the pavement, like as you say, for 20 years. I'm only a newcomer compared to you. We are working hard now. I think we've got a voice at the table. I think that that's a credit to everyone that's involved. The NRFA is something that I should have joined long ago because you blokes really do seem as though you're going from strength to strength and I'm happy to be a part of that. I think, though, the point of view really is that we've got people that sit on the outside and snipe all the time and aren't prepared to get up and have a go. The word is just go and join an organisation. We don't care who it is. Just join someone and have a say. Look, there are those that, that work in a, in a depot in a city. They yep. join the union because the union's there. They can have a union meeting. Yep. They can get the boss out. If that yep. doesn't suit them, that's fine. Yep. There are those that want to join Nat Road or one of the state-based associations, and we had Steve Shearer here from yep. SADA. Now, yep. for him to come this way, yep. he didn't come here for fun. He's no. come here because he thinks there's either an opportunity or there's some value in it. Yep. We had the ATA here. Yep. We had the union here. Yep. Those people don't normally work together, and, and anybody that knows the history of the ATA know they used to have the TW involved. They've had a falling out. It's going to take some time. There may be a role for the NRFA to work with the ATA as those that represent drivers because one of the criticisms I've had of the ATA is they don't represent people out on the road. Yeah. But how do they do that? And the state associations might say, well, we've got some owner-driver members, but if you're an employed driver, you can't join them. Yeah. If you don't own a truck, you can't join. So how do you get a say? Yeah. We're the one group that anybody can join. And it's like you say, to do it on your own is, is hard work. I yeah. really yeah. I know that. Yeah. And that's why I joined the NRFA, because I can't do some things on my own, some yeah. I can. Yeah. 
but with their help and support, and it is about numbers. Yeah. If you go to NHVR yeah. and say, we've got 10 members and we want you to fix this, well, they're mm-hmm. going to look at you and say, well, that's really nice, Rod. Come back when you've got 100 or 1,000. Oh, yeah, we'll listen to you, but your priorities aren't quite as... And you don't the have same. the value to no, us. you don't, have you the don't value, represent yeah. the industry. And, and there's very few that can say that they do. Yeah. And we don't say that we represent all, yeah. but we are passionate. Yep. We are keen. Yep. I believe that we're getting heard. And if we had sufficient numbers and a little bit more support, yep. a little bit more input, I think we could do even more. Well, we had a talk to Colette earlier about how to join the NRFA, and she explained all that and the fact that there's only a couple of cups of coffee a month just to be a member. 120 bucks a year, 10 yep. bucks a month. Tax deductible bucks too. <laughs> you know, so you know, join in, have your say. I can only say how proud I was of what the turnout was yesterday how proud I was of the organisation for what we've achieved and the fact that we now do have a voice at the table. So thanks to you, mate, for inspiring me and thanks for inviting me to be there and letting me insert my brand of humour into the thing. Honestly, for the listeners, can't begin to understand how important this sort of thing is. People call it a talk fest and maybe it is, but some of the things that I learned yesterday, some of the people that I got to speak to yesterday some of the people that spoke to us yesterday, if you're not there at these things, then you don't get the opportunity to have those conversations. And, mate, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. It's hard. We held this thing on a Saturday so drivers could attend if they were able to. Held in the bloody beautiful town of Toowoomba. Look at it today, mate. Glorious. Sun's burning your eyes out. Standing beside the TIV. We have to talk about that in a minute in a separate bit. But congratulations, mate. What a great conference. And look, we've invited all of the panellists to come to our next event in Wagga next year to say, where are we at? Have yeah. we achieved anything? So we're, we're going to sort of hold them to account nicely. Yeah. Yeah. We have to contribute to that. We have yeah. to do part to push it along. And of course, you know me, mate, I never miss the chance. I've invited no. Carol Brown for a ride in a truck. She's Absolutely. keen. Uh, I've spoken to Sal. And, yeah. and look, years ago, I've got to give credit to Sal. When Sal worked for TMR, yeah. he drove his own car to Gundawindi, yeah. met me at Gundy, Came in on one road, spent a day in Brisbane, turned around and went back out on the other road. Now, that was a bloke that had no responsibility for that at the time. He's now in a role that has even more relevance to what we do on the road. He can't fix that road now, but he can put weight on people that I can't to say this will help us achieve some of those things that we want. So to have them here, and and I've invited Sal for another trip. I said, it's time you come again. Absolutely. So, mate... Whether they come or not is another thing, yeah. but the invite's there and it's genuine and, and they know that I won't let them off easy when they come. So. No, no, that's right. You've got a rep for doing that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Rod Hanafi, President of the National Road Freighters Association, mate. I'm proud to know you and proud to shake your hand. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Welcome, but there you go. We're at Toowoomba. We are. Could, would you like to introduce yourself, mate? <laughs> you bloody stitch up. <laughs> There's a backstory there, ladies and gentlemen, the punters of the On Road podcast. If you want to know somebody and you don't want to get their name wrong, make them introduce themselves, is what I explained to Mike there one day when we're having a deep and meaningful conversation about being MCs. <laughs> Glenn Kendall, Kendall Trucking & Co., National Road Freighters, Western Australian Delegate. Also known as Also Yogi. known as Yogi, that's correct. Yogi from Kendall Trucking and Co. We're standing side by side in the truck parking area at Toowoomba on a glorious day, hardly a cloud in the sky. Glorious winter's day. And uh Toowoomba's a little bit bigger town than I thought it is, mate. It's <laughs> yeah, Toowoomba, right? There's 95 taxis in Toowoomba. Is there? Yeah. 
I don't know that. So that taxi CPI index, there's 95 yeah. of them. So yeah. So coming from a town where you got to have a designated driver, yeah. that's pretty cool. 95. Yeah. Why couldn't we get a taxi the other night then? Was it because we were just didn't look like we were yeah. fair and upstanding like, citizens? Or we, no, we needed a maxi taxi. <laughs> <laughs> we had to wait oh. for the big taxi. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, for the listeners, have you just seen Adam, Craig, Yogi, and I trying to fit into the back of a Toyota Camry? I oh, know, and if people put it in perspective, I'm the shortest bike on that scenario. And if people know me, it's been just about six foot. I think I am six foot. I tell you what, I was the one in the middle. There you go. I love you like a brother, mate, but don't ever sit on my knee again. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I'm the when I when I get in the middle seat in the taxi, you know there's some big headers coming in the, <laughs> in the side seats. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, was that that taxi order? Oh, like, Adam paid for the taxi, then I'll make him me the lolly. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I got the rewards of him tipping the driver. Awesome. <laughs> Which awesome is just stuff. how the whole weekend was, really. Mate, NRFO conference yesterday. Run over and get us a bottle of water, will you, mate? <laughs> no, <laughs> not you, Mick. <laughs> NRFA conference yesterday. NRFA conference, Toowoomba. I'll tell you what. There was a pretty sparkling lineup of people in the room, and uh, a lot stellar. of stuff was said. Stella, stella lineup of people. So, as a delegate for the National Road Freighters, yeah. extremely happy that I attended. Yeah. As a truck owner, truck operator, cross country runner, yeah, I was wrapped at the panelists and the lineup that was involved there. Yeah. So, it was genuinely done right yeah. for the National Road Freighters Association. They got it right yeah they did and I, and proud to be a part of it just like you are I'll tell you mate I hate to bring up a subject that hurt us both very very deeply yeah the NRFA is really what we wanted the UTG to be isn't it oh yeah yeah thanks for opening that wound up oh, I'm sorry so, yeah, mate, yeah. I mean, we're I trying mean, to put that behind us but we get it we get it we get it we get it but we don't really ever get in the same room together and we don't mm. really ever look eye to eye and go do you know what that was a complete note of balls up it was we knew there could have been something there for the little player for the one and two trucks operators that sort of think they got a bit of an idea but they need a bit of help yeah you know like and the, and the cross section of people we brought in there mm. it could have been fantastic yeah. it should have been it would have been yeah but we're both now with the nrfa correct and which i, I encouraged just about everybody that i could yeah. when the utg turned pear shape yeah. to go to the national road freighters yeah pick an organization and go with it well that's the important thing and you got to pick an organization we're fed up with the facebook warriors that want to just snipe <laughs> on facebook <laughs> the facebook warriors yeah. facebook warriors say yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. facebook warriors say yeah yeah, yeah. So this National Road Freighters Conference yeah. is for genuine people. You two-second, two-time, two-line Facebook warriors are not welcome That's here. right. At all. You want proper shit done, come to the National Road Freighters and get it done. We've got a voice at the table now. I was a little bit excited about hearing that yesterday. So, yeah. so I, I think I'm led to believe that there was audio that can happen. Yes. Yeah. No, so yeah. whether we let a bit go or say a bit on your podcast as to when it comes out on your podcast, well, what do we do? I don't know. But there was some really good things spoken about yeah. going forward positive yeah. that we didn't say. That's right. So the guests, the panellists, the you know the outsiders, yeah, yeah. Well, they when- said it. When you've got a senator standing there saying that the National Road Freighters Association has a seat at the table, then that's all we've asked for. Yeah. That's all we can get. That's the best we can ask I for. I know. I know. You want to put a bum on seat and you want to get it done, that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, you really, really hope when you've got the bum on the seat, you can yeah. shake that little tree in the middle of the table yeah. and try and get some results. But the bum on the seat is 
that's where yeah, it starts, really mate. Good step for uh, you and I muck around all the time. We're more than ready to have a laugh. Yeah. But seriously, for transport to go forward, we've got to have the voice at the table. We've now got that. We've got to have some concrete proposals, and we've got to know what we're saying. The AGM in February, all the punters have been invited to come back. Yep. And if we can't achieve something with the level of people that were in that room yesterday, if we can't achieve something in six months, then we've got to ask ourselves what we're doing, don't we? Correct. I'd love to talk to you some more, <laughs> but I've got to go and get old of Adam from NTI before he goes. <laughs> and you're running, your and battery's I'm, running low. And I'm running out of battery. <laughs> so we've got to go and catch you. Thanks for coming over all the way from WA, Thank brother. You. It was great to see you. Yeah, likewise. And we'll, uh, we'll have you back on the show. No. We've got some stuff we're working on. I'm very, very excited to tell people about. Starting. We are working on some stuff, aren't we? We are working on some stuff. And hopefully very soon we'll have something to say. Ooh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> on the road podcast. Thank you. Candle Trucking and Co. Yogi Candle. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, mate. Thank you, mate. I'll tell you what. I've just had an awesome truckies breakfast prepared by old mate Jono here. And I thought, well, these guys have been overrun with truckies, NRFA guys, members. How many breakfasts have you made this morning, mate? About 100? Yeah, it was give or take about that, eh? <laughs> we couldn't keep up with it sometimes, but just the prep work from all our teamwork, it was just awesome. I'll tell you what, though, bloody good feed out here, mate. I've eaten in roadhouses all over Australia. BP at Charlton. Not a bad brekkie. Mate, we give it a go. We like to make everything fresh and keep our customers and our truckies happy. Uh, that's for what, sure. Not a bad cup of coffee either. That was pretty good. Oh, mate, we have the best baristas in town, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> i tell you what, I had a few drinks last night after the show and it was nice to sit down here and have a feed. And Mate, you've got all sorts of facilities here for the drivers. What have you got here? Mate, so we've pretty much got everything for the truckers here, but not just truckies, even caravan people. We've pretty much we've got showers, we've got toilets, we've got washing machine, we've got dryers. We've got everything, mate. There's a truckies room at the back there for TV, so you can sit back and relax and wait for your washing machine yeah. to finish before you go back in the truck and you have to head off for another 12 hours. So I can go and wash my socks now if I want to. Oh, mate, you can wash everything. Socks, <laughs> jocks, hats, anything you want. Unbelievable. Jono... Thanks very much for hosting the breakfast here this morning and doing the great work. I would have loved to have caught up with your manager, but she's had a big night as well and she's begged off tired. Oh, mate, shit's ridiculous. But, no, we thank you guys for coming in. If it wasn't for you truckers, we don't know what we'd do. You guys keep us running. I'll tell you what, this is a good roadhouse too. I like this. Plenty of room, plenty of parking out the back right, and a good feed. What more can a truck you look for? Exactly. Thanks, right, Jono. Mate. Thanks for no talking worries, to us. mate. Give you some love, mate. One of the best truck tops in Australia. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there, and in the meantime, take care of you. Got you go. Mate, we're coming up that level crossing we were talking about before. Looks like we're going to be stopping. Roger that. Look at the size of that thing. They tell me they take about two k's to stop. That's like 20 times the length of the MCG. Would want to be playing chicken with that. Yeah, copy that. They can't exactly swerve either, can they? They're stuck to the tracks, mate. <laughs> it's not that hard to wait till it's safe to cross and make sure the road's clear on the other side. Yeah, not like that bloke last week who forgot about the length of his trailer. 
Yeah, I heard about that one. It's not really funny though when you think about it. Poor old train driver. Probably been having nightmares ever since. Yeah, I reckon. We're all in the same boat really, mate. Everyone just wants to get home safe at the end of the day. Yeah, not wrong on that one. There goes the last carriage. Looks like we're safe to head off now. Thanks, Mike. Long way to go. After you, old mate. This is a message from Queensland Rail reminding us that it's important to stay alert and obey any signs and signals when approaching level crossings to help keep you and everyone else safe. For more information, go to www.qr.com.au. This is Adam Gibson from NTI and you're listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. G'day Mike, you recovered from the conference yet, mate? Mate, I've recovered from the conference. I said, what a great conference it was too. Absolutely fantastic, the people who were there, and I've recovered, yeah. <laughs> You've recovered, good to hear. <laughs> I'm not sure the NRFA members have recovered. Haven't heard a lot from them? <laughs> I've heard a bit from some. Yeah. And art went very well, went swimmingly. It certainly sounded like it did. Mm, no, it was very good. Now, mate, I've mentioned my neighbour before. He's an interesting character, so another little story for you. Right. He was telling me that he recently had to go into the school with one of his kids for a parent-teacher interview. And as they sat waiting for their turn, an older couple came out of the interview room and said, you can go in right after the trans. Okay. Now, my neighbour is a pretty woke sort of bloke, and he stood up and yelled at them and said, in this day and age, anyone can identify as whoever they want to, and it's phobic people like you who can't get to the times that disgust me. Right. Just then, the door to the interview room opened and a Vietnamese family walked out. <laughs> Did you get that? Did you actually get that? No, I got it. I got it. It's terrible, dude. The trans... Yeah, yeah it's terrible, terrible. Give yourself an uppercut. Yeah. That's the worst one yet. Yes, I'll tuck that one back into the file of never to see the light of day again. <laughs> Mate, a $4,000 fine has been issued to a Brisbane truckie for driving an unsafe vehicle, unsecured load, severely exceeding standard work hours, driving an overweight and overhyped vehicle, and failing to produce a work diary. This bloke just about collected the full set in one game, Mike. Bingo! Yeah. Bingo! <laughs> oh, dear, I tell you what, and the only reason they know he was driving out of his house because he admitted it. Oh. <laughs> well, the only thing they didn't get him for was not carrying a clean hanky. Oh, look, I tell you what, there's a video there. If you go to the bigrigs.com.au webpage, you'll see the headline. Logan driver fined over $4,000 for fatigue and safety infringements. Scroll down and have a look at the video. I dare you not to be shocked by what you see. Mm. It's just absolutely incredible. Where can you even begin to start on something like this? I mean, this guy has just got it all wrong. And I think at $4,000, he's probably got away a little bit cheap. The thing's an accident waiting to happen. Some of these old car carriers are like that. Mm. They're running around. They've got hanging off them all over the place. It's just beggars belief that they can get away with this sort of stuff. They say in the story that road safety is everyone's responsibility and being a responsible driver includes adequately maintaining your vehicle and being rested before you embark on any trip. Okay, that's great. I don't understand how it gets to be like it. I don't understand how anyone thinks it's okay to drive around with a truck like it. Mm. The guy got caught and he got a few blisters and it hurt him a little bit. Make no money for that trip, that's for sure. But what happens now? They grounded it. Then what happens? Yeah. That thing should be just off the road 
from some of the rust you see in the video, that thing should be just gone. It should be just unloaded and taken to the scrapyard. Yeah. But anyway, that's the story, mate. People are still doing this sort of thing. What can you say? Yeah. Now, mate, Wes Walker, the tireless campaigner out at the Gatton Pads in Queensland, sent out an invitation to federal government senators Glenn Stirl and Carol Brown, along with NHVR CEO Sal Petrosito, to visit the decoupling site. And this week, they showed up to see firsthand what's going on at the facility. That's right. They shot through. They spent a couple of hours away from the conference to go down and have a bit of a look and see what was going on there. And so I met Wes on the weekend. Geez, I tell you what, <laughs> I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. No, no. Anyway, he showed them around. And like it says in the story, that it's amazing the place there where you're not allowed to uncouple trailers now at Go and Park. Mm. Lovely new toilets in there at the bottom of the hill. Mm. It's also interesting that at the inspection pad, they've got a donger and some toilets there where the NHVR guys can inspect you. Yep. But no toilets over where the guys are breaking their trailers up. Mm. I don't know. Would you call it hypocrisy? Well, at the very least, a major oversight. Yeah. It certainly smells. Mm. Anyway, still said the ultimate decision on whether a portion of the $80 million that we're going to get to spend in Labor's first budget to be using the toilets will be left to the Committee of Truckies. I don't know. There'd have to be some sort of a discussion about it, I suppose. But they built an $18 million facility and didn't put any toilets in. Mm. Someone needs a clip up the year. They really, really do. Yep. Department of Transport and Made Roads in Queensland have basically said they've always stuck their guns on the issue. They're not going to do it. The decision to omit toilets from the facility was due to the University of Queensland objecting to the biosecurity risk of human waste or that have been left on the site. Well, I don't know how they're going to get around it because the blokes that need to go number two still do it. Yep. They go off the edge of the pad and still do it. Yep. They still go over the side and have a pee. What's more of a risk? I don't understand. There's no logic to the position. No. And that's what makes it so frustrating. I think that's one of the reasons why Wes is so bloody annoyed about it. Mm. Basic human dignity. What office worker doesn't have access to a toilet and washing facilities? Exactly. I rest my case. Well, now that the unofficial Minister for Toilets and Potholes is onto it, yep. things just might start happening. Well, I was having a talk to Glenn afterwards and he just said, mate, it's unbelievable in this day and age. Mm. You know, that something like this could actually happen and just go through to the keeper and everyone expects everyone's just going to suck it up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. One of those out-of-sight, out-of-mind things. Yeah, well, we're truckies, mate. We don't matter. Hmm. Bloody ridiculous. Hmm. Now, as has been mentioned earlier in our Taking to the Street segment, Mike, the Federal Government Assistant Minister for Infrastructure and Transport, Senator Carol Brown, has highlighted the government's commitment to increasing safety for Australia's hard-working truckies. Yep. I wrote a little bit of an article about this as well, which was published last Monday. Hmm. Senator Brown impressed me, if only for the fact that she walked into a room full of truckies and people from you know, right across the industry, and she knew she was going to be scrutinised, mm. and she knew that they probably weren't going to cut her very much slack, and she knew that she had to, in some way or another, make some sort of a statement. Well, she made a statement, she turned up. And for me, that's the first biggest thing. It showed she's got a little bit of intestinal fortitude. That impressed me. That really did. Mm. And then she spoke with a fair amount of authority. And she maintained the commitments that have been made by Labor before the election and said that these things were going to happen. Now, there's already been a little bit of finger pointing and whining and sucking going on on social media. Mm. The government haven't even had a sitting day yet. There's been a lot of stuff going on, but they actually haven't had a sitting day yet in Canberra. That's going to happen very shortly. As soon as that happens and the wheels of government will start turning, things will start to happen. 
And then it'll be some time after that before we actually see some of this rest area stuff happen. I'm getting a little bit sick and tired of some of these idiots that think you can just snap your fingers and make things happen. It's a little bit frustrating to see that some people haven't got the patience now. We're at the door. We've got a seat at the table. The government are listening. The NHPR are listening. The truckies themselves should be listening. They should be aware of what's going on. What's got to happen now is we've got to decide where we want to spend this money. Areas of duplicated road that could be turned into rest area. Areas where there are dump sites for road materials that can be used as rest areas, temporary ones. Mm. Green reflector sites. Would it be helpful to have signs put up to show that there's somewhere to park up the road? Would that sort of stuff be helpful? Mm. We need to have a constructive think about it and a bit of a talk about it before we just go and spend the money. We're not kids. We need to approach the thing in a pragmatic way as adults. And let's see what happens. Let's see where we are in six months. If nothing's happening in six months, I'll be screaming louder than anyone. Absolutely. Well, let's see what happens now they've had a look at the Gatton pad and seen the issue there. Yep. I think once they start seeing some action happening there, people are going to start perhaps taking a little more seriously. Yep. And see the proof in the pudding. Yep. Never before has the government said truckies have got a seat at the table. Mm. Never before have they said that. Mm. I met Carol Brown and I looked her in the eye and we shook hands and we had a chat. Mm. Now, if my faith's been misplaced, then I'll own that. Yep. But right now, mate, I don't think it has. Mm. We have to give them a chance to get their feet under the table, see what's going on, and see what we need to do to make things happen. Yep. You can't just knee-jerk off and do all these things all the time. This doesn't work. Well, the Prime Minister says we have plans, yep. so let's see how the plans roll out. <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you, I, I said before the election that Labor had the best platform for transport. Mm. I still believe that. I still do. I'm not sure I go along with the rest of the plans, but let's see how we go. See how it all rolls out. Indeed, mate. Mike, the NHVR has accepted an enforceable undertaking from an equipment rental hire company in Victoria in response to a severe mass breach. Yeah. Now, if you recall, mate, we've had a few of these enforceable undertaking things, and I bagged them mercilessly. Mm. Let the perpetrator of the crime tell the regulator what their punishment should be. That's yeah. how I put it, didn't I? Something like that. Yeah, and that's a fair assessment of it too. Right, well, it is. But I had a bit of a chat with Sal Petrosito on Saturday about why these things are happening and the fact that they can't impose an EU on someone. Mm. The EU has to be requested. Now, if you look at the level of punishment some companies are going to get for some of the breaches they get, the EUs actually tend to be more. Yep. So the point was made to me that is it better that the money from a fine, for example, just goes into consolidated revenue and gets spent on whatever, mm. or is it better that the NHVR directs the company that's committed the breach to do something to educate the rest of the industry? And I've got to say, after having a think about it and listening to the way it's presented to me, these EUs are probably not that bad an idea if they're applied properly. Mm. I suppose it's a case-by-case basis. But these guys now are going to be made to present a downloadable resource so other drivers, other companies, other workers in the transport industry can have it as a load restraint guide, etc. Mm. I don't see that as being a bad thing. And the fact that they're doing that instead of paying the fine of consolidated revenue, at least there's something tangible for transport out of that. And I suppose that that's the plus. Yep. I don't know, mate. I'm a bit torn. I'd love to know what the listeners think about it. I really would. Yeah, well, it may be in addition to their enforceable undertaking. By way of a fine, they could be allocated a couple of rest areas somewhere and have to build toilet blocks there or something. 
Yeah, well, they take these bloody EUs and then they don't comply with them, they can be charged with that. Mm. So that on its own is probably something to consider, isn't it? It is. Anyway, I'm torn on it. I wanted to do it last because I wanted to talk about the story a little bit. Go to bigrigs.com.au and have a look. $54,000 is a pretty hefty fine. Mm. It is going to generate some education initiatives. And I suppose that that's probably a good thing. I can't see a downside of that one. I really can't. No. It's a bit hard. Fair enough. I've been wrong twice in a couple of weeks, dude. It's, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> it's concerning for all of us, Mark. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as grumpy as I once was. Yeah, it'll come back. It's all right. <laughs> I should work on it some more. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. You never forget how to do it. That's right. All right. Oh. Yep. Beep. Late breaking news. Late breaking news. About 10 minutes ago, mm. just before we started the news, mm. the ATA have named Leanne Dyer the 2022 National Trucking Industry Woman of the Year. Oh, fantastic. She got an award from the NRFA last Saturday night, the uh, Terry Bailey Award, mm. which is for someone who does work in administration in transport. Well, Leanne has been running a whole swathe of truck-related Facebook pages and things like that mm. with information for drivers in different areas, the on-the-pads pages on Facebook if people want to go and have a bit of a look. And she's basically devoted her time to informing, educating and making trucking a little bit safer for the guys out on the road. She's been recognised for that by the ATA and by the National Trucking Industry Award and by the NRFA last week. I think it's well-deserved. There's a lot of hard work there being done and I couldn't think of a more deserving recipient than Leanne trying to get her on the show for an interview, but she's, she's a busy lady. Very, very difficult to get hold of her. Yeah. Well, well done, Leanne. Top work. Yeah. Thought for the week. Hit me, buddy. Your talent determines what you can do. Your motivation determines how much you're willing to do, and your attitude will determine how well you do it. Words of wisdom? Hmm. Thank you very much for sharing that with me. I shall dwell on that while I consider your philosophical pontifications, my friend. <laughs> Good. Excellent. Well, get some rest up over the weekend. I'm going to have to go home. Yeah. I reckon the dog will bite me, mate. Yeah, it might do. Either the dog or the wife, one or the other. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, you keep safe and we'll see you in the soup. Cheers, bud. Bye-bye. On the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, g'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well.
the truth be told. G'day, everyone. This is Gordon, your favorite Canadian refugee trucker living in America, where, whilst hauling logs around the far northern reaches of Appalachia, I enjoy the On the Road podcast with Mike and Andy. Keep it up with the news and history and everything that's good about trucking and the land down under. What a great show. Thanks a bunch. Here's a little bit of trivia to introduce the song that's taking us out of this week's show. Now, everyone's heard the saying, get the hell out of Dodge, allegedly first used in the TV series Gunsmoke and used frequently in countless Western movies ever since. Well, Aussie country music rocker Tim Hicks has just released his brand new single, and the title is a clever variation on that old cowboy adage. Here's Tim Hicks with Getting the Dodge Out of Hell. Sign on her dusty old dash. She paid in twenties, counting coffee can cash. Told the old man I'll come back and get it later. He said I'll fill her up. It'll be here waiting. That's the show for another week. Thanks for coming along for the ride. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. And Queensland Rail, committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. For more information, go to www.qr.com.au. Be sure to join us again next week when Mike says... How, how, how good was it? Andy says... That's all right, we can live with that. And our guest says... Yeah, it was so stressful. Until then, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. Bye-bye. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions. <laughs> <laughs>